think about it. Everything's polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uh, 92 FM tonight. It feels like a nice, clean little band. Oh, no, isn't it? Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere. Uninvited. Dirty thoughts, a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, fam? You out there? You listening? fam how you guys doing today happy thursday 28th of july already another month flying by hey guys uh chuck rashley's speech is being played right now by the national whistleblower day of 2022 uh the conference that has been going on earlier they had a great discussion pretty much all day today i'll get that link out there to you guys here pretty quick but i kind of want to hop straight to it because they're playing uh senator grassley's uh, speech that is uh, happening right now over there. So let me grab this link and we're going to hop straight to it. And then I got a, a real good hour at least for the second half as well. So without further ado, let's hop straight to it. See what Senator Grassley has to say today. Stay and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Thank you for inviting me to address you at this time of the year when we honor whistleblowers and the important contribution that whistleblowers make to transparency and to good government. Last year, I began my remarks with a look back at the progress that we've made for whistleblower rights and protections over the last few decades. This year, I'd like to focus on what we're working to achieve going forward. There are several pieces of legislation that I'm working on in this Congress that will strengthen existing whistleblower laws. One of those bills relates to money laundering. As many of you know, back in 2020, Congress passed the first ever anti-money laundering whistleblower program. Under this reward-based program, whistleblowers who provide actionable information to the government that exposes money laundering may receive a percentage of the funds recovered as a result of their disclosures. While an important step forward, the current program has issues. First, there's no minimum award amount, so the government isn't obligated to pay whistleblowers anything at all, even if the information the whistleblower provides leads to a successful enforcement action. Second, the program doesn't provide the Treasury Department with a mechanism to pay whistleblowers and instead relies on yearly congressional appropriations. My bill addresses all of these issues. It raises the cap on whistleblower rewards for 20, from 25% to 30%, and it sets a 10% base minimum on rewards to ensure that if the government collects as a result of the whistleblower disclosure, 
the whistleblower isn't left holding the short end of the stick. It also establishes a funding mechanism to ensure that the Treasury Department has funds readily available to pay whistleblowers independent of congressional appropriations. These improvements will ensure that whistleblowers have the confidence to come forward and assist law enforcement in cracking down on money laundering. My bill also establishes new whistleblower protections. Current whistleblower laws don't offer anything to whistleblowers who report violations of sanctions like those placed on Russian oligarchs following Putin's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. That's a very missed opportunity. I have it on good authority that there are whistleblowers who might might have come forward to report money laundering associated with the Russians if only a whistleblower protection and reward system were in place to cover their disclosures. Whoa. My bill fills the gap by expanding the list of covered disclosures to include international anti-money laundering laws, including sanctions targeting Russian oligarchs. Another issue that we're currently taking on relates to the FBI whistleblower protections. For years, the FBI has argued that the FBI and the Justice Department should retain tight control over FBI whistleblower retaliation cases. The FBI has its own separate whistleblower law that leaves authority for settling whistleblower uh, retaliation complaints to the FBI and to the Justice Department. In 2016, I led an effort to update the FBI whistleblower program. And in that year, Congress made important improvements to the program, expanding the list of people to whom FBI agents could make disclosures. But the, F, but the Department of Justice fought tooth and nail against another important change that I introduced, which allowed for outside judicial review of FBI re, whistleblower retaliation cases. This Congress, I've been leading an effort to pass another update to the FBI whistleblower program. My bill will allow the FBI employees to appear near uh, appeal their whistleblower retaliation cases to the Merit System Protection Board. This gives those whistleblowers that outside review by a neutral third party that is so very, very important to protect whistleblowers. The bill also includes a kickout provision, meaning that if the FBI and the DOJ don't act in a timely manner, the whistleblower can take their cases straight to the uh, Merit System Protection Board. I'm also working on legislation that will strengthen the IRS whistleblower program. I wrote the law improving the IRS whistleblower program and establishing the IRS whistleblower office back in the year 2006. Since that time, the program has been a great success, resulting in more than $6 billion saved for the taxpayers. My IRS Whistleblower Program Improvement Act, which I introduced last year, includes several provisions that strengthen the program, including providing additional protections to whistleblowers who appeal their cases to the tax court. 
It also exempts whistleblower awards from budget sequestration, ensuring whistleblowers receive the full amount that they're owed. So there, you have it all. Those are just some of the legislative initiatives that I'm working on now to ensure that whistleblowers remain protected as they should be protected. I want you to know that I appreciate your support for this important legislation and more importantly, how you support whistleblowers. Whistleblowers certainly need many advocates, just as many as they can get. So keep up the good work. And as this Congress comes to a close, let's continue to work together as we build on past successes and further strengthen the country's whistleblower protection laws. Yeah, you got a long way to go, brother. I hate to say. So lots of good stuff happening at the National Whistleblowers Conference today. Um, great discussions for people on what to do, how to get involved, what to do if you're in a situation where you need to uh, whistleblow. Um, and she actually wrote a book. Um, she actually wrote a book about um, wh what to do and how to, if you're in that situation. Now, I thought that they were going to drop me a link because I was talking to them just before the show. That's why I was a little bit late. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was talking to them in chat. Um, I, I thought that they tried to drop a link to representatives to connect to the OM's buds here. National Whistleblowers. What is this? National Whistleblower Center. During National Whistleblower Center's Whistleblower Day celebration on Saturday, the 30th is the official National Whistleblowers Day, by the way. We present the Office of Whistleblower OM Buds. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I thought they dropped the link in here for me. Here's a fact sheet on the OM Buds in the reference. Hold on. It's in here somewhere. I know it is. Um, very informative. Thank you. Nope. Come on. <laughs> I got to go through the whole thing in chat to try to find it here. Great job. Seriously, it should be right here somewhere. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> veteran Affairs and no attorney to take the case. Yeah, there's a lot of veterans whistleblowers they were talking about earlier from the VA, <clears throat> which is interesting. Okay. Um, tell your representatives to finally recognize... National Whistleblower Day. Using federal government to recognize National Whistleblower Day. <clears throat> all right, so that's all. That's what I got now. Control F. Oh, yeah, that's a probably that would have been a lot easier, huh? Um, but I don't. I don't know what to search for though. Senator Grassley's speech from this. Oh, here it is, right here. Senator Grassley's speech from this morning can be viewed here. Thank you. Ha <laughs> Oh no, it can't. <laughs> Let's try this one. And nothing. Dang. Senator Grassley remarks National Whistleblower Day. Let me just go to grassley.gov and he, he might have it up there. Nope. How you guys doing out there today? <laughs> Why won't Grassley site load? Oh, it's because it's not. Hmm. It's wrong. All right. 
let me get these links out there to you guys for those of you that may be interested. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Um, and we'll kick the show off here today. I thought it was going to be longer than that. I'm going to find Grassley's um, speech from earlier today. So there's that one. And then here is urge Congress to be prepared for whistleblowers uh, to support the legislation. Right? It's like, what, what can we do? Here's what we can do. It's about it, too. All right, um, and then pray. <clears throat> the uh, website for the whistleblowers blog it's whistleblowersblog.org, um, and I'll get this link out there to uh, uh, out there for you guys later as well. Let me find Grassley's page here. Um, Grassley's penal. Here we go. It has a link to it here. Uh, see if I can find that speech. I want to see if he's going to say anything, you know, about important events that are happening. With regards to the IRS and other things, Grassley's keynote speech whistleblower will take place Thursday. Read Grassley's question and answer here. Oh, that's the one I need, this one here. So, guys, do me a favor. Go to the website when you guys get time. Uncensoredave.com is where you can find everything uncensored. A disjointed start to the show today because I wanted to hop straight to that because that was uh, being played live from their website. So I wanted to make sure we hop straight through that right away. So um, we're going to do a little bit more on this. And then we got lots of other good stuff out there today. There's some uh, breaking news from D.C. today. <laughs> They're having problems with illegal immigrants. Huh? Gee, you mean that's what happens when your dumbass policies come back to bite you? So we got that going on there today. Um, so Mayor Bowser and... Um, whatever that moron's name, Kareen or whatever. Um, so we got that. There's uh, more information coming out here from Wisconsin with regards to the Racing County Sheriff's Office calling for an immediate suspension of online absentee ballots. There's, uh, I believe, some video from that. Sheriff Mack talking about election cartels. That's out there today. Um, President Trump was out there uh, with a little bit of some discussions today. That's interesting. We'll get to that for sure. Um, Mansion's back at it. And for the second half, I got... What do I have here? Um, just some kind of random good stuff for the day. Pretty much is what it comes down to. So let me hop to um, Grassy's website here real quick and see if I can find that stuff. Do me a favor. Tell a friend. Tell a family member about the uncensoredave.com and put it into your favorite social media. Say, hey, come hang out with us. The pod, you can find the podcast on the website on Podbean, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify. Pick one, anyone. Just search Uncensored Dave. The Telegram with True Social Links are at the website as well. Uh, you can find the live show every day, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, uh, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network, as well as, um, uh, no, as not as well as YouTube. Um, the uh, website has been changed up a little bit. I got the Patel Patriot interview up there for, on Rumble, so if you guys want to check that out, so it's, a, it's an hour long. It's worth your time. So that, that's up there. Um, scroll down a little bit more and you can find out how you can help me keep the lights on. I could use your help. Cash at PayPal and Patreon as well as buy me a coffee. Links are on the website right there. They're always dropped into chat as well. I appreciate you guys' support for helping to pay the bills, which are coming due in about two days. So thank you guys for that very much. I appreciate you all you guys very much. Don't forget the, the, the uh, website of mypillow.com backslash Abe. They have a lot of cool stuff. They are uh, um, 
really have a lot of really good deals going on right now. My pillow bed sheets are are sixty percent off. The sandals have a huge sale on sandals right now. So if you want to check those out, the sandals and the slippers, a big sale on those going on right now. Buy one get one free bed she- bed sheets, tile sets, my pillows, and go anywhere my pillows as well as a bunch of other cool stuff down there. Go to the website, check it out. Scroll down at the very bottom. Don't forget because they have their dog bed stuff on here now. Their pet blankets and their dog beds on a huge sale as well. Lots of cool stuff on the website. Check it out when you guys get time. Mypillow.com backslash Abe. The hard part about having a great spot sponsor like them is if if I don't sell any of the product they don't keep me as a sponsor so I appreciate you guys if you need some towels or some bed sheets use discount code Abe and then you can help the show you can get yourself some cool stuff and you can uh, give a shout out to Mike Lindell and support him as well so I appreciate you guys for all your support love and prayers the best thing you can do though Tell a friend, tell a family member about what's going on um, over here on UncensoredAve.com and tell them why we, why you come listen and drop the link in your favorite social media, Facebook, True Social, and Gab links are at the very bottom, as well as my email address and my P.O. box. If you want to email me or mail me something, I will definitely check that out uh, tomorrow. I'll try to check that out. I want to say hello to everyone working their way in here today. Hello there. I can change that real quick. Hello, Rumbles. What's going on, Rumble crowd? It's good to see you guys out there. Chris and Politius, the mods out there. Thank you for dropping all the links. I appreciate that very much. Just Mojo, God bless you. I hope all is well. Hank, Ildi, Pterodactyl, Helios, and others lurking out there on the Rumble channel. A great crowd working your way in here today. Do me a favor, guys. If you could, hit that plus button or the uh, uh, thumbs up button on your device. Uh, it really helps, um, you know, trend the show and it gets it on, on pages and helps get more exposure. So I appreciate you guys very much. God bless you all. I appreciate it very much. Everyone over there on uh, Twitch. Hey, what's good, Panzarella? Good to see you out there, my friend. I hope all is well. I got a lot of respect for you, my friend. I think you're a great parent and your son shows it. God bless you, man. Great, great work on here, family. You can tell. I appreciate you guys very much. I love watching you guys and I'll do everything I can to help support you guys and bring my family over to your family. You guys got a great, great family and a great, uh, um, there's no hard, there's no harder working streamer. Uh, live streamer or any kind of content creator than Fineo. He's a great kid and he just does, he just keeps going, man. I have no idea how he does it, but I freaking love him. I appreciate him, appreciate them very much. And I see that Fineo dropping a, a prime sub on me as well. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you, man. You guys got an awesome thing going on over there. And I, I freaking love Donnie, dude. I love when Donnie comes into town. You got great friends and it's a pleasure to just kind of hang out with you guys. And uh, I basically I get up in the morning and I go for my uh, morning drive and a cup of coffee and I live in. Uh, central Wisconsin around a, around a bunch of lakes so I just go around to the different docks and stuff see if there's any mud fishing and I have you guys on in my on my <laughs> in my truck watching you guys as I go have a cup of coffee and just kind of t- t- enjoy the area so I watch you guys all the time I appreciate you guys thank you for the support of the channel I appreciate that Brian thank you for the 500 bits and Brian thanks for the gift subs yesterday and all the support as well yesterday man appreciate you very much the twitch crowd has really been just an amazing growth I, I love you guys all around all the other platforms. You guys have been amazing. So thank you guys very much for joining me, and I appreciate it very much. Um, There's a lot of interesting stuff. I do want to try to dig a little more into this whistleblower stuff because, like I said, with the FBI whistleblower information coming out yesterday with uh, the DOJ and the FBI covering up um, the Biden's, Biden's son's, uh, right, Biden's son's um, criminality, to cover for the president during an election is a, is a major scandal that you would think the mainstream media might, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe just cover it a little bit, might just say something about it, but no, the mainstream media is, is complicit in, in the criminality that's happening in our country right now. And so there's a lot of people that think there's a lot of other stuff happening that just doesn't meet the eye. I think everybody can look at what's happening out there 
and just be like, none of this shit makes sense. Like it's, it's, it's upside down world. And I think that's purposeful to keep people confused and, and, and this, um, discombobulated into what's really going on in the world. And so what we do is in this alternate community, this, uh, citizen journalist community is we look at government documents and look at deeply into what's happening out there and and just you know it's almost an obsession unfortunately i hate to say it that way but it, but it kind of is and what we end up doing is just trying to look deeper into what might be happening out there and then just discuss it and just share different topics share different information and it's um in a world where you, where you can't even have a conversation with somebody and disagree without having you know, want to have a fight or something um we're trying to bring back the the debate and bring back the 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 digging and the common sense digging into information that's just deeper than just what somebody might tell us. So that's kind of what we do in our in our community. Um, it's not for everybody, so I get it if you're not. <laughs> If you're not, if you don't get a chance to watch all the time, I mean, it's, it's definitely different because it's, it's a whole different world. And basically it all started when there was an Anon that dropped on, uh, on, on an anonymous board that started telling us inside information. And it was, it was verifiable inf inside information. It wasn't a bunch of crazies like, holy shit, these people are freaking insane. No, it was verifiable inside information from the Trump administration communicating directly to the people in a way that's never been done before. And it was freaking amazing. And it was a lot of fun. Now it's over because we were having too much fun and we were being too effective at destroying the Marxist left, radical left narrative. And, it, you know, this isn't about necessarily Republican and Democrat. A lot of us make it out that way because we, you know, our confirmation biases always are with us. But it's much bigger than a Democrat Republican argument at that point. It's really a, a foundation of, of our, the future of our country and the future of our country for our children. And anybody who's paying attention to what's going on in the world is just like, I'm not quite sure if I want to bring any information into or any children into this, into this crazy world right now, considering, um, the, uh, the, the most vulnerable of our society are the, seem to be the least protected. And so, um, so really what we do is we just try to, we try to look deeper into what's going on in the world and we try to bring you information that the mainstream media isn't talking about. And the reason why they don't want us to talk about it, well, <laughs> You know why? Because there's too much fucking truth in this world and you can't handle it. And so you just shut it down. So there you go. There's that. Okay. So this is the speech from a, a year ago. Thank you for that, Z. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm just looking to see if there's, if there is anything out there from Grassy. He had a speech this morning at, um, in Congress and you would think that I'd be easily able to find it. but while I'm sitting here babbling, I can't find it. Well, I'm not able to get along with any dumb. <laughs> I, you know, part of the, part of our world that we were talking about with Zach earlier today, red pill 78. I had did a show with him at one Eastern today. If you want to check that out, uh, he does a great job and we do a show every Thursday. Um, you can, um, if you can spot it, you can tell how social media and everything we see around us is, is in place to manipulate society. Right. So if, if we can take a step back and understand that you can understand why people are, are uh, blinded by the, the information out there that you can't, that you can't, um, um, dig through is just, it's just all, it's all muddy waters. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's, that's the bigger picture of all of this is the, 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 the deep dream projects that the CIA and, and all kinds of scientists back in the day, um, Oh man, I miss, I, I forgot about you, Belushi. I, I'm sorry. I got a, sh I got a shit ton of stuff going on around here. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll give you a call later on. Um, but yeah, so 
that's kind of a, I don't know. I'm just kind of stream of consciousness talking. I don't know. That's what I do. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Let's skip past the grassy stuff and I'll, I'll become, I'll come more prepared for it tomorrow. I thought that they were going to play more than just that uh, speech. So um, he's got a keynote speech for NASA whistleblower on Thursday at 5 PM Eastern. And that's what we just watched. So, okay. So that was, I guess that was a short and sweet grassy. So there you go. That's pretty much what it was. He also had a Q and a session um, earlier. And then, um, there's, I think there's more going on on Saturday for this conference that's going on as well. So I'll kind of keep an eye on it. Let's hop to what's going on out there today and see, uh, see what's, uh, the interesting stuff. Number one, president Trump is coming to my home state of Wisconsin on Friday, August 5th. That is, is that next Friday? Is it that fast? It is. It is next Friday. President Trump is going to be here. 7 p.m. Central is when he goes live here in Waukesha, Wisconsin at the Waukesha County Fairgrounds, Friday, August 5th. Doors open early. And so that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to try. All right. I'm going to try. I got I do. I have a lot of shit that I got to take care of. I popped a brake line again because I got my exhaust fixed. Remember, I was telling you about my exhaust well, I got that. Uh, I got that figured out. I got the exhaust taken in, and they fixed it for me. Well, as soon as they fixed it, <laughs> as soon as they fixed it, yes, that is it. Jackpot. How long is this? Uh, thank Five you. Minutes. Perfect. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, bro. That is it. Okay. Um, so we are, we will play this five minutes from Grassley today. Um, answering questions in the Senate Finance Committee. Good. Good catch. All right. Um. I lost my train of thought. Where the hell was I? <laughs> uh, you completely lost it. Completely just gone. All right. Let's since uh, since we have this now, let me just continue the disjointed show that we have going on today. In five and a half minutes from Chuck on on this. Oh, the exhaust. Thank you. And the Trump visit. Yeah. Uh, so my I popped another brake line. Now my brakes are screwed up again. And in order to do that, I have to have a secondary vehicle, which means I have to get my my wife, drive her to work, all that fun stuff, or do what I've been doing on it and, and <laughs> you know, just put a little extra fluid in it to get me to and from where I need to go and call it a day. <laughs> so I got to get that fixed. And then Saturday I have to go out to the land because I'm going to get fined and screwed if I don't um, start getting some stuff done at the land. So I got a shit ton of stuff happening that uh, I got I to get done. Plus I got to prep for, um, you know, finish getting my stuff together for the hotel and stuff in Phoenix for uh, the pit with Greg Phillips and the, the creator of 2000 Mules and Catherine Engelbright. Um, so I got that going on. That's going to be, uh, the second week of August. So yeah, and we're going to keep it moving, man. Lots of stuff happening, more rallies coming in the area in the fall here. And then I'm going to be getting involved in the local elections here. So lots of stuff happening. All right, here is what I did want to play for you guys. Grassley asking, uh, questions, Doug McCallop at the Senate finance committee hearing today. And the, uh, the, the head of the whistleblowers conference that was speaking earlier today recommended that we spend some time watching this today. So with that, without further ado, I'm going to shut my mouth for a minute and let's hear it for the time you spent in my office this morning at 8.15. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Iowa farmers rely on exports for their business. When they hear the Biden administration promote what is called work-centered trade policies, farmers feel forgotten. The U.S. is creating a leadership vacuum uh, that is being filled by China and the European Union. And by the way, uh, the European competitors do not think that free trade agreements are a 20th century tool. 
uh, like our present administration does. The European Union is working on securing market access for its agricultural producers through... Senator Grassley, and, and thank you very much for the time this morning. I enjoyed our conversation very much. I promise you that I will fight for the absolute uh, full market access for American agriculture, whether or not no, the agreement has it. a certain title or what the name of that... That's not it. All right, never mind. Let me keep it moving here today. Uh, the, the fun of doing a live show. All right, let's hop to it. Fed hi uh, hikes uh, interest rates by another 75 percentage points today. This coming, um, again, from a Federal Reserve that has no clue what the hell they're doing as far as monetary policy. It makes no sense what the hell they're doing, and all they're doing is causing more problems for the economy. I can't figure out what the hell is going on over there. I, I respected Powell when we had the discussion with President Trump appointing him to the Fed, but... I just, I don't understand the thinking of these guys over there. A lot of the stuff, just, none of it really makes sense. So who knows, man? Who knows what's going on over there? There must be other um, things that they see happening out there that, that they think that we need to hear. Um, there is, uh, on that same front, you have politicians and politicians' husbands who are taking full advantage of the market and the manipulation of the market. It, it is, it's another way to, to control monetary policy and control the money flow, you know, through, through high end uh, back end business deals, such as the ones that Pelosi family and these others have been doing for their, their whole time while in DC, you know, getting ahead of the Pfizer thing, all of that kind of stuff. You, you had all kinds of politicians who had major investments in, in stocks that were Pfizer and all these healthcare stocks way before there was any discussion of a pandemic. Why was that? And why is there no discussion about holding these people accountable? Well, CNBC had a little bit of discussion about Pelosi earlier today. I think maybe maybe worth a little bit of our time to listen to. Hey, Richard, before so, you go, uh, a little bit. Stand by one. All right, here we go. Hey, Richard, before so, you go, uh, a little bit yeah. of a curveball because we have some news uh, just out. This coming from Punchbowl uh, that says that House Dems proposed ban on stock trading and that they plan to uh, make that proposal uh, early next month. Um, I'd love your thoughts on that, given the conversations we've had over the years about the Fed uh, and Fed members trading or now now uh, no longer trading, how you feel about members of Congress trading. This has been an issue um, in the news. Given or their spouses. Or, or their spouses, uh, given Pelosi's yeah, and her husband's involvement in, in trading. Yeah, Paul Pelosi has gained a lot of attention. I, I worry a little bit that with regard to the Fed, which is what I care about, you need to have people, Liz is a good example, of, with market background to understand how markets operate. And the strictures that they put in place, and you know how that derived from my successor at the Dallas Fed, uh, I'm worried that they're going to take away any sense of market sensibility. Uh, so I hope they don't screw that down too hard. With regard to the House and the Senate, clearly people have taken advantage of inside information forever. I'm not against their uh, tapping that down. And I'm sorry to see that Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi and others are uh, appear, it's all appearance right now, we don't know the facts, to have taken advantage of inside information. So something needs to be done. But let's be careful with the Fed. You need people. Rob Kaplan, by the way, was of great assistance to the committee and to the chair. He understood markets. So 
I'm a little bit worried about this as we go through time. It just appears that the Fed is is not isn't discussing monetary policy, isn't discussing the right things to do with regards to monetary policy. All they just keep doing is spending more money, sending more money, uh, money laundering overseas to, to fill their pocketbooks, creating more debt and printing more money. And they can't figure out why there's inflation. It's freaking common sense here. It's, ba- it's the basics of economics. It's, it's, it's This isn't very complicated. So who knows what the hell is going on over there? Um, hopefully these people one day, you know, they're going to be held accountable. But like, like Z Page was saying, the, the SEC just, they're completely compromised. They don't give a shit. They don't give a flying fuck about any of this stuff. They're too busy. They're too busy enriching themselves off of it. So there you go. Just another day in the life of America. That's how we do things in America. Now we don't, we don't have anything that makes common sense. We don't do anything that's, that's, uh, because it's the right scientific policy. It doesn't, it doesn't, we don't do anything environmentally that makes sense anymore. We don't do anything that makes sense anymore. That's it. <laughs> oh man. Crazy so world we live in. President so- Trump today, um, with a discussion, an interesting discussion. Um, I'm just, I'll just play it. Let <laughs> Yeah, I miss him so much. Every chance, every time you get a chance to listen to him, a little, a little bit of common sense, and somebody actually answer a question honestly. Jeez, how refreshing! So closely associated with the city of New York, yeah. you of all people understand the passion surrounding 9/11. What do you say to those family members who protest, protested earlier this week, and will be doing so again on Friday? Well, nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9/11, unfortunately, and they should have. As to the maniacs that did that horrible thing to our city, to our country, to the world. So nobody's really been there, but I can tell you that uh, there are a lot of really great people that are out here today, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to celebrate, and money's going to charity. A lot of money's going to charity. And you have really the best players in the world, many of the best players in the world, and soon you'll probably have all of them. President Trump today playing in a a pro-am golf tournament. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um... It's just good to see him out there and, you know, looking great and uh, looking strong and enjoying life, considering <laughs> the world we live in here. Uh, all right. What else we got here today? This story, I saw this story yesterday. I thought it was important to talk about today. Hey, Michelle, no problem. Good to see you out there. Thanks for being here today. Uh, thanks for the new file, Temple of God. God bless you. I need, uh, I need to sow something different for my 401k. Yeah, I, I, good freaking luck. I got no idea. I think, honestly, the smartest thing to do is to hold it until after 2024 and don't do anything to it. That's kind of what I would do. I would just let it be and wait for 2024 and then maybe move it around then. Who knows? I don't know. There's still a lot of people that I know that think that there's going to be a major crash coming here going into the election. So who knows? Who knows what to do? It's it's at this point, it's too late almost. Good freaking luck figuring that one out. All right. The CDC was coordinating with big tech to censor Americans. No. Say it isn't so. The whole reason why I got kicked off of freaking <laughs> YouTube uh, it's because of this. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention coordinated with social media companies and Google to censor users who expect, expressed skepticism or criticism of COVID-19 vaccines, according to a trove of internal communications obtained by the America First Legal and shared exclusively with the Washington Free Beacon. 
Really? You don't say. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. <laughs> Let me fix my chat over here so I can keep an eye on what you guys are doing. You guys doing all right out there today? Thanks for being here today. Um, over the course of the last six months, starting December of 2020, CDC officials regularly communicated with personnel at Twitter, Facebook, Google over vaccine misinformation, they call it. At various times, CDC officials would flag specific posts by users on social media platforms such as Twitter as example posts. In one email to a CDC staffer, a Twitter employee said he is looking forward to setting up regular chats with the agency. Other emails show the scheduling of meetings with the CDC over how to best police alleged misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Although many of the posts flagged by the CDC contained false information about the COVID-19 vaccines, the efforts to place misinformation to police misinformation also resulted in mistaken acts of censorship. An April of 2021 email from a CDC staffer to Facebook states that the algorithms that Facebook and other social media networks are apparently using to screen out posts postings by sources of vaccine misinformation are also apparently screening out valid public health messaging including Wyoming health communications ah whoops my bad didn't mean to do that the communications reveal a high level of coordination between the government and the tech industry during the pandemic and raises questions about the extent to which other private companies are working with the federal government to censor the public, you know, like the CIA or the FBI or other stuff. Nah, it doesn't happen. The Biden administration has faced criticism for engaging in what some have called Orwellian practices, such as the establishment of the Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board. The Free Beacon reported that the now shuttered Disinformation Board arranged a meeting with a Twitter executive who blocked users from sharing stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, and helped steal an election for an illegitimate president, too. The CDC's efforts to police alleged disinformation expanded to other federal agencies as well. In an internal March 2021 email, a senior CDC staffer states, we are working on a blank project with census to leverage their infrastructure to identify and monitor social media for vaccine misinformation. What the hell with the census? One email shows a senior CDC official apparently at Google 2020, a trusted media summit, a trusted media summit. Remember that shit? Only these sources are trusted in my opinion. Of course, every one of them is leftist, Marxist, Nazi leaning whack jobs, but hey, trusted by who? The conference, according to its website, was for journalists, fact-checkers, educators, researchers, and others who work in the area of fact-checking, verification, media literacy, and otherwise fighting misinformation. One of the organizers of the conference uh, asked the CDC official for permission to post her remarks on YouTube. That official declined, saying she was not authorized to speak publicly. In the same email chain, a senior CDC official, a Google staffer, offers to promote an initiative from the World Health Organization about addressing the COVID-19 infodemic and strengthen community resilience against misinformation. Yay! That same Google staffer offers to introduce the CDC official to a Google colleague who is working on programs to counter immunization misinformation. So God forbid, you know, you do some research 
and you go into your little Google machine and you type in your little Google machine and you type for information on uh, the ingredients to a certain vaccine or a certain booster. And for some reason, you can't find any like legitimate documents. You can't find any legitimate research. You can't find any legitimate testing documents. It's all from official government sourced, you know, very, very closely protected from the World Economic Forum and the World Health Foundation, the World, the World Health Economic Group, whatever the hell they are. Um, the World Health Organization, duh. Facebook also awarded the CDC with 15 million in ad credits for the company's platforms in 2021. Oh, isn't that great? Your taxpayer dollars, hard at work there. There you go. You ever wonder what your taxpayer dollars goes? It goes to combat disinformation and have, you know, ad credits on company platforms to push more information into the garbage fear that is Facebook. This gift will be used by CDC's COVID-19 response to support the agency's messages on Facebook and extend the reach of COVID-19-related Facebook content, including messages on vaccines, social distancing, travel, and other priority communication messages. Yes, priority communications from the experts that are Fauci's. <laughs> Is this crazy or what? I mean, we, we, we already, anyone who's paying attention, right, big surprise, but there's, leaked document documents now showing that our taxpayer dollars are going to support censorship in Facebook and Google and in Twitter and every other social media platform out there as well. A Facebook official says the platform has been transparent about its work with public health organizations to address health, health misinformation. The platform also says it asked its intern. How many did Facebook run any Pfizer ads off of U.S. taxpayer dollars. Is, it, is that how that works too? Get vaccinated. Yay. You're all going to die if you don't get vaccinated. The platform also says, that, did any, any of that money go into paying celebrities and to doing stupid shit too? <laughs> the platform also says it asks its internal oversight board to assess whether its current COVID-19 misinformation policy is still appropriate. Now that the pandemic has, you know, evolved. <laughs> Twitter and Google declined to comment. Of course not. CDC, of course, did not respond. So there you go. When you have the infiltration of major government agencies working with the media and social media to control narratives, and people look at me like I'm, no way, dude. There's no way that that's going on. How can they possibly coordinate it on that high of a level? It's simple. It really is. They just cut and paste articles. New York Times, Washington Post writes an article, cut and paste it into every other freaking platform out there. Local media picks it up, replaces it. Hey, I'm going to put my name on this. Hey, look at the article I wrote today. Checkbook, or hand me my check. That's how our media works now. And that's the realities of the world we live in. The Washington Free Beacon with a very important discussion today. Do me a favor, grab that link. Put it out there uh, far and wide to all your favorite social media platforms. Did I get that into, uh, did I get that to you, Twitch? I think I skipped you, Twitch. Let me get it back out there to you. 
All right, great crowd out there today on Twitch. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. Kaylee, thanks for the new follow. K Meyer and a Temple of God. And again, Brian and Panzarella and Finale. Thanks, guys, for, for the support of the channel. I appreciate you guys very much. Much love. So we got that going out there today. How's the crowd over here on Rumble doing? A great, a great <laughs> eclectic crowd out there today. Checking me out today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Every day, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, going through the different news of the day, having a little fun with the news, hanging with you guys, seeing what you guys have to say out there, and, and, and just kind of going through everything that's going out there daily. So there you go. Here's another story that's going out there today. Let's keep it moving here today as we move to about quarter two of the uh, top of the hour already here. Mayor Bowser is upset. She's very upset. Very, she has a serious problem here. <laughs> hey, Mojo. <laughs> Remember when we said, Let, let's just see what happens. Let's just see if Abbott really does busk illegal immigrants from the border up to D.C. And l let's just see how this plays itself out. We're, we're, starting, we're starting to see how it's playing itself out. Can now. you update us on your efforts with the migrant buses that are coming from uh, Texas and Arkansas that we see seemingly on an increasing basis down near Union Station? Uh, sure. So um, we are very focused and we continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part. Uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis uh, with people who are seeking asylum um, coming across the country to get uh, to their final destinations. And we're going to continue uh, to pursue uh, federal involvement. Really? Oh, well, Mark, I think, you know, we've had a number of discussions. We facilitated FEMA's involvement with a million dollar grant that has now been increased uh, to work with our non elite nonprofit agency. Uh, we facilitated using those grant funds. to. Yeah, let's let's get open border society to help with this problem. There you go, Mayor Bowser. Good job. Good idea. Get George Soros to pay for this shit. Set up respite uh, a center in uh, a neighboring jurisdiction. Uh, and I've also asked uh, the Secretary of the Army uh, to deploy uh, the D.C. National Guard to help uh, lead that effort. Can you tell us a little bit more about Question, why didn't you request that on January 6th? Yeah, just asking simple questions here out there. No, no, no. We don't do that. We, 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 we're going to place blame. We're going to turn it around on President Trump. We're going to say he did this. That request, what does that can look like? Do you plan on how long are you requesting the guard for? Are you planning on a, like a processing center or something more formal than what's been going on on the sidewalk the past few weeks? <laughs> something a little more formal. Hey, you, you want to do something here? You know, you got all these buses been coming in for months here. You got people, you got you got a uh, you got immigration enforcement putting a picket a line. All right, line up here, right right along Sixth Avenue downtown DC. Just line up right along here, and uh, we'll go ahead and process them into homeless shelters. Yeah, that's a good plan. I I see exactly what you're saying, Just Mojo, about what, what you guys been putting up with down in Texas and all the other border states down there as well. Well, we, we need space, uh, and we we need... We, we just don't know what to do with all these people. What do we... Well... The federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard, as long as we need the Guard to deal with a humanitarian crisis, that we expect to escalate.
No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with, with the federal government's policies of inviting people to the border and not shutting down the border. No, it has nothing to do with that. We, we God forbid, we'd actually stop them from entering from the beginning, from the, from the start. No, we don't do that. We don't do that in this country. We don't, we don't keep them in Mexico so we don't have this humanitarian crisis. We don't, we don't even check them if they have any vaccines. We say, hey, you got yellow fever? Come on in. Go ahead. Hey, what else? What other what other viruses that we that the the Western world has destroyed? Can you bring with you back into the United States? That'd be great. Could you do that? Go ahead and do that right all over DC. Number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up, uh, and we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city, state by state response. We know that the federal. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So bring those two two all of a sudden you have a problem with this stuff and we now you want to get the federal government involved, huh? Now you wanna talk to uh you wanna have a serious discussion about this, huh? Is that how this works? Let's see what the White House had to say about this today, huh? On a different topic, the DC mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president gonna approve that request for the National Guard? So, as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, we have been in regular touch. Doug Ducey, is the president gonna authorize that? Oh, because that's how this, this whole process works, huh? Oh, shit. I, you mean the president can authorize them, but the, the mayor or the governor has to, has to request? I didn't know that. Huh. With Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before. I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool. Uh, and that is shameful, and that is just wrong. Uh, there is a process in place for managing migrants at the border. This Who's using them as a tool? S- say that again. This is not it, what they're doing currently. Uh, that, that includes expelling migrants as required by court order under Title 42, uh, transferring them to ICE custody, or placing them in the care of local NGOs as they await further pro- pro- uh, processing. Again, so what Republicans are doing, the way that they're meddling in the process and using uh, migrants as a political pawn is just wrong. So the White House is pre- they, they can't help but, exactly, cat girl, they cannot help but project. Everything that they do, they, they invite a crisis. They don't do anything about it. And then when they have a crisis on their border, they're like, ah, they're damn Republicans, they're bad people. Prince would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city like Washington. That is not what I said. That is not what I said. That is not what I said. That is what I said that there is. Say that again, Doug. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city like Washington, That is not what I said. That is not what I said. That is what said. not I said that there is... Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so using they, them as a political ploy. So if they don't go to big cities, where should they there's go? There's a process. I just there's laid a, it out. There's a there's process. There's a process. And they come to a big city, and now that, that the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's because Republicans are using they're using migrants who are coming here for who knows uh, because they are they're they're dealing with humanitarian issues back in their uh, country they're coming here for a better life oh, and that's they are what being it is. used 
Peter. They're being used by Republican governors. Does, that is what's happening. Does any of this just make the president want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities, big cities, maybe I should just close the border? What I'm saying is what Republicans are doing is wrong, and there is a process in place, and we should follow the process. There is a legal process in place, and they should follow it. Okay. Thank yeah, you. There, is, there is a legal process in place. Isn't that amazing how that works, huh? <laughs> Check boomerang. <laughs> What's up, Bill Cooper? Good to see you out there. Oh, uh, when, when when they actually have to deal with their moronic policies, or actually just sitting on their ass doing nothing because their puppet master over there in George Soros's Open Source Source Society has decided that they need to flood as many uh, non-white people into the country as possible. Don't say that. You're not allowed to say. That open border society, George Soros and the globalists are trying to pump as many non-white people into America as possible to further bring more Marxist policies from the South America up here and change America and revamp America into the new great society. No, 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 no. We, we can't talk about that. Don't don't talk about the, the actual goal of open borders and the rest. Don't talk about how migrants are being are destroying Europe, are, are destroying uh, any kind of a semblance of peace all over the world. No, don't talk about that. Don't, let's not assimilate people into America and have them become productive members of society. No, we don't. Let's we don't do that anymore either. What we do is is we say, do me a favor. Do you have any prisons you need to empty into our streets? Yeah, send them into America. Bring them on over here. That'd be great. Anyone in El Salvador left? But send them on over. That's that's our policy now. No common sense, no kind of uh, uh, bringing them into to a country that is, is that is going to lift them up. No, we're gonna we're gonna tear down America, any part of what the assemblance of of the future of America is, and change it into something much better for the world. Because you people, obviously, this, these these people who are free thinkers and and, and like freedom, you are, you people are you're you're a scourge on society. That's how these fucking people think, man. The sad truth indeed. All right, guys, a quick hour flying by, a little discombobulated there at the start. Apologize for that, but we're moving now. We're killing and we're going to keep it moving here today. We talked yesterday about a story from Hot Wisconsin, a great patriot who has been very kind to me recently. Um, I don't even know why, <laughs> but he took a video. He took video. Uh, remember when he was talking about how he um, put, asked for absentee ballots in the name of uh, our governor? <laughs> And sent to his address. Well, guess what? <laughs> He's got a video of it too. <laughs> Here we go. A request was made for an absentee ballot from Wisconsin. An absentee ballot was requested for Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and City of Racine Mayor Corey Mason. The request was sent was to send their ballot to a different address. The new address was inserted and indefinitely, and indefinitely confined was selected. No ID as required by Wisconsin law or proof was, was given. The absentee ballot request was successful. This story is becoming pretty big out there uh, now, finally. You see he's got the name Robin Joseph Voss right there, and he uh, shows his current address. <laughs> and he says, I need to send it to a different spot. Huh. I want my above address 
And mine are correct. No, I want my ballot mailed to a different address. There we go. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and send that to. Uh, let's pick a random spot around the world. Let's see what's what's a good spot to to send Robin Boss Boss's mail-in ballot to. Let's let's go ahead and send it over to. I don't know. Let's just pick some random address over here in this place. See what, see if we can see if we can go ahead and fill this out and get it. Yep. Let, go ahead and fill that out. We'll send it over to Union Grove. Uh, a photo upload upload status. Photo ID status not required. Wait a minute. See, I was told that by Wisconsin law, you have to have a photo ID to show. You have to upload one. In fact, I had to upload one when I was in Florida when my pops was dying and I had a request an absentee ballot. I had to upload a photo. wonder what happened to my ballot. Thank you for successfully submitting your absentee ballot request. Isn't that freaking great? Requesting an absentee ballot for Racine Mayor Corey Mason and sending it to a different address. That also worked. Not great. Here's a video of that. <laughs> you can search by name for your for where you are, your date of birth. That's all you need. All you need is the man's date of birth or the person's date of birth. And you know, a lot it could be nineteen oh one, you know, because we have a lot of people that were were born in nineteen oh one that vote all around the country. So we'll just go ahead and send this address to a different one and see if it'll take it. And sure enough, huh? See, I was told that that our our elections were safe and secure, and that this is the most secure election in history. But being able to blatantly violate uh, election laws after the 2020 election in pre preparation for the midterms—that's uh, a little bit concerning for me. So. This great patriot took this information, uh, an example of what person can one, one person can do. This great patriot took this information straight to the Racine County Sheriff's Office, and he calls for an immediate suspension of online absentee ballot function. <laughs> oh, what a great patriot, man. What a great patriot. An example of what one person can do. The Racine County Sheriff's Office is calling for the immediate suspension of online absentee ballot function within the state of uh, websites uh, My Vote Wisconsin. According to a statement put out by the Sheriff's Office, they have been contacted by complaints who have complainants who have reported apparent vulnerabilities that could lead to fraudulent voting within the My Vote Wisconsin website. With only a person's name and date of birth, anyone can request another person's ballot and have that ballot sent to any address entered. No photo identification is needed. And the requester can make the declaration of being indefinitely confined. Thus, for the current and future elections, the requester will be sent someone else's ballot at the different address entered. Isn't that great? I was told that this is the, we have a very safe elections here. You don't understand. There's, this is, we have a democracy. We don't even have a semblance of democracy, much less a constitutional republic. The statement continued. One complainant tested this vulnerability and had a second party request their ballot and had that ballot sent to a second party's address. <laughs> the second party was successful in obtaining the first party's ballot. Another complainant requested the ballot of two prominent government officials and numerous individuals from around the state. This complainant reported he was successful in, in ordering these ballots to be sent to the complainant's home because he knew these individuals' date of birth and without showing any form of photo identification. <laughs> the sheriff's office has contacted the Wisconsin Attorney's General's Office and the Wisconsin Elections Commission, but our Wisconsin Attorney's General Office is nothing more than just another bought-and-paid-for Soros puppet who will just look the other way and, nah, look, this is how we need to fix the election, okay? If we have to stop this red wave, the only way we're going to be able to do it is through this scheme. So don't stop telling me about this scheme. I can't stop it in order for us to rig the election, right? So that's how it's got to be. It's just going to have to be this way. 
<laughs> the sheriff's office is calling for the immediate suspension of the function within my vote, Wisconsin, where a person can request another absentee ballot and have mailed it to a different address with or without showing any proper photo identification against the Wisconsin, Wisconsin election constitution, election laws, and the Wisconsin Elections Commission's recent guidance given the Supreme Court's recent ruling. So there's that. This is going to end up being a very big story that hopefully will change the future of the midterms coming up in August here in Wisconsin. Or excuse me, the, yeah, is the, the no, we already had the primary. So we all we got left is the, uh, is the main election, I think, here in Wisconsin. So, duh. All right, so there's that. All right, guys, how are you guys out there? What in the world? Why did my chat just disappear? All right, well, we'll leave that alone for now. All right, guys, it's good to see you guys out there. First hour flying by already. I got some good stuff for you guys for the second half, too, still. Uh, some news from all around the world, Australia. Uh, there's some news um, on, on election integrity with regards to election cartels. Sheriff Mack had a discussion. That's next up on the list. Uh, Newt Gingrich has an interesting article that I might try to read, but we'll spend some time here in, in a little bit uh, checking in on breaking news out there today as well to see if there's anything else going on out there. Um there is some other just general articles really that I got out there for today. It's kind of a, you know, another one of those days. I, I was hoping to spend more time listening to Chuck Grassley and the whistleblower stuff, but that shit flew by too fast. I thought he was going to speak for longer than that, but so there's that. Um, let me just do a quick check out there to see if there is anything kind of breaking. I even wrote a bit that uh, can systematically alter every vote in Washington. Wow. Election Tuesday. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I'm a. Uh, you can tell I have a lot going on in my mind right now, so I apologize for being kind of. Yeah. All right. Um. Ukraine news: Jury awards billions of dollars to a family over murdered grandmother. Uh, Cash is out there. Got some interesting stuff out there. So we'll check in on Cash here for the second half too, and see what else is going on out there, breaking out there. Um, for the second half as well. Thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, very much. I appreciate it. 1,145 gold pills. I missed a, missed a bunch of gold pills today over there on the app today, guys. Sorry about that. Cozy Bear, Glenn, thanks for the 145 gold pills. Cozy Bear, thanks for the can. Belushi, you missed an epic pool day, dude. Get your ass down here. I apologize, Belushi. I got, like I said, shit's crazy right now. Darth Q, thanks. I uh, appreciate that. No Much love, no Cuomo. Thanks for the can. I appreciate that. Uh, Leanne said hi. Ordered some sandals of my pillow and got a free copy of Mike's book. Awesome. Glad to hear that, Leanne. God bless you. Thank you for the support. I appreciate that very much. How how are the sandals, Leanne? Do you, do, did they turn out uh, all right? Do you, do you got any complaints about them? I appreciate it. And Bitch Toria, thank you as well for the uh, gold pills out there as well today. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, everyone over there on Rumble lurking out there today. How you guys doing out there? Just kind of lurking and listening today. Thanks for being here today, guys. Marauders out there lurking. Uh, AJ Sanchez is out lurking as well. Mr. Vax, just mojo. 90% of the buses on I-35 are illegal being processed throughout the country. It's just crazy what's going on over there. No reporting, you know, no reporting. Texas is funding this issue and it's our funding paying for this crap. Good for Abbott for the move. But the problem is to move the problem to your front door. Yeah. But I, I'm with you though. on on uh, the, the cost of all this is just a freaking mess, man. I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Just Mojo. Appreciate it. Appreciate the input out there. Uh, let's see what else is going on out there. Brian said the same thing is, is that they can put out false information and we have, and we'll have immunity from any issues that come from it. Yeah. They're not, it seems like these people are never going to be held accountable for it. I'm with you. No leadership cat girl. Yeah. There is no leadership coming out of DC right now. It's interesting. 
All right. So most of you just kind of lurking and listening as usual. Thanks for being out there today, guys. Luke said uh, Washington and Oregon are the exact same, except when we uh, just print a new ballot here in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, United We Stand. I appreciate it. Thanks. We'll do. We'll do. Let's uh, let's go ahead and do a quick check in on uh, on breaking news out there to see if there is anything interesting. I see a lot of people sharing cash. I want to check to see what what cash has to say today. Uh, we talked about the inflation crap and uh, Paul Pelosi's criminality. I heard I heard he's uh, his drunk driving thing maybe coming an issue too as well. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Joe Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter Biden's business associates while he was vice president. Fox News has a new article out there today. 14 of Hunter's business associates met with the vice president. That was an article we had, what, I don't know, two years, three years ago? <laughs> at least, as a, right before the election, I think that is when that dropped. But no, 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 can't talk about that. Uh, let's see. Patriots are in control. Charlie Kirk had uh, Cash Patel on today. And he looks like he thinks that uh, Hunter will be held accountable. Well, I think I he, hope he's right. I really do. I hope Cash is right. I mean, this world we live in, it's it's hard to to have any kind of hope that any of these scumbags are going to be held accountable. Let's see what Cash had to say today on Charlie Kirk's show. You know, as a former federal prosecutor and the Russiagate guy, I think the only place you need to look is the fact that CNN is headlining that Hunter Biden is now under investigation. And if you rewind the clock and you remember these people are the same ones that said all of this information is coming from one place, Hunter Biden's laptop. And everybody, including Twitter and CNN, said that was fake information, disinformation, including 51 former uh, intelligence officials. What you now see is what I've always done when I was leading investigations, be it in the House or the Department of Justice. They're following the money. Money doesn't lie. Tax evasion schemes don't lie. So what you are seeing is piecemeal evidence text messages which sort of color the window framing of this money trail of him getting paid by Burisma then not declaring in federal taxes did he register with the overseas uh, authorities to lobby on their behalf these are the snippets of information that's coming out and when it's coming out like this that to me historically has always meant that there is a pending indictment coming um, in the near future and they're just trying to leak favorable information to muddy the waters yeah and I I, some people say, oh, Hunter Biden will never be indicted. I disagree. I think they're going to use a Hunter Biden indictment to get Joe Biden out to run again in 2024. And maybe Joe Biden will be then yep. able to pardon his son at the end of his term. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you the question, Cash. What do you think it's going to be a serious indictment or a bunch of tax stuff? I mean, is it too far to say, and please reel me in because I have a tendency to do this at times, that this is treason? <laughs> Well, I mean, if it, if, so I don't have enough information to say how far connected Joe Biden is, but I, we have enough information to say that he needs to be investigated. And I don't know that this Department of Justice can do that. But in terms of Hunter Biden, I know tax fraud cases aren't sexy, but from a federal prosecution standpoint, those are the ones that are very easy to make because they are document cases. You don't need a lot of witnesses and the numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. On top of that, the sentencing guidelines when you're convicted of tax fraud are enormous because you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. And that's what determines your sentence. Unlike other crimes, like we see people getting a slap on the wrist or getting launched based on some Mickey Mouse January 6th uh, conviction, uh, the, the federal sentencing guidelines for fraud are enormous. And that's mm. what Hunter Biden's looking at, which is why I'm a champion of his tax fraud case. That's what I would bring first. I would bring the conspiracy stuff later if it added value. 
later if it adds value. Interesting. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's, that's an interesting comment. I will, I will bring, let me, let me hear that again. Let me listen to that a little bit closer. Hit that last uh, like couple of people sentences. getting a slap on the wrist or getting launched based on some Mickey Mouse January 6th uh, conviction. Uh, the, the federal sentencing guidelines for fraud are enormous. And that's mm. what Hunter Biden's looking at, which is why I'm a champion of his tax fraud case. That's what I would bring first. I would bring the conspiracy stuff later if it added value. The conspiracy stuff. That's interesting. That is interesting. So we'll see. Um, and again, I, I think I think Cash is, is not just making an interesting point there, but with regards to Danchenko and the other stuff too. You know, why is why is Danchenko charged with lying when there's really really Durham laid out the conspiracy? <laughs> That's really what Durham did on, under the the Kleinsmith indictment. He laid out the conspiracy between the DNC, the government, and and um, you know foreign powers, really, to uh, to spin the Trump Russia narrative and and the rest. Um, we'll see. Uh, the the one thing that we have learned is uh, patience is a virtue, and none of us have it. <laughs> and especially when it comes to the legal system in this country. Uh, we, we do not have a, a, a swift justice system by any means of the word. It's pretty freaking ridiculous actually. So here is, um, president Trump's schedule of events for next Friday's rally here in Wisconsin, 8 a.m. doors open, or let's see, 8 a.m. parking and lines open two o'clock. The doors open four o'clock special guest remarks. And then seven o'clock president Trump. That's such a long day. I've already been to like two or three rallies and it, it is a very long day. It's pretty brutal, but so we'll see if I get a chance to get over there uh, next Friday, I will try to bring that to you guys live. We'll see what's going on. As I said, if, if I can get some, some stuff off my plate here and I have a chance, I'll do that for you guys. So we'll see. At the, at the very least, you know, I wouldn't mind just maybe just going to cover the outside of the rally, you know, and then uh, drive home during the speech, you know, something like that again. Maybe we'll do something like that and just kind of talk to people at the rally, stuff like that. That'd be kind of fun. Um, and then just have everybody listen to the to the you know main audio because it's hard to hear and see directly from the rally. And I don't even know if they'll let me stream like they wouldn't last time either. So who knows on that front? All right. Uh, let's see. What's Brian got going on out there today? Daily Mail reported on Hunter Biden's treasonous text message. Interesting. So that's uh, getting covered everywhere else around the world except for here. Um, San Francisco declares a state of emergency over a monkeypox outbreak in the city. That's great. Um, Kanika's got a new substack about a relationship with his 14-year-old niece out there today. I might, might pick that up here today and see. Um, Misty's got cash as well as a picture with President Trump and Dustin Johnson and others. Uh, Marco Polo's got support Marco Marco Polo thing. Let's see what you got, brother. Tampa, Florida, Miami, and Dallas saw the greatest increases with 36, 34, and 30 percent respectively. The rate of gains inside tracks the largest metropolitan areas, huh. Sorry, reading out loud. Uh, nothing else really new breaking out there today. So let's get back to the, what I had planned today, and I appreciate you guys very much. Thanks again for the gold pills over there on the Foxhole.app and all the support. You guys are awesome. Again, the best way to do it is just, if you can, share share the stream with somebody. Tell them to come hang out. With the awesome chatters, you guys are awesome out there. You make the show uh, fun for sure. 
Sheriff Mack had a discussion uh, today with Greg and Catherine uh, talking about um, Greg and Catherine on the Epoch Times. Uh, it's about two minutes also, and I wanted to play this for you guys because I want to see um, what Sheriff Mack had to say with regards to uh, this stuff as well. Also, there's been a lot of really interesting inter- interviews that Greg has put out there recently, talking a little bit about what's going on what out Trump- there. Um, let's see what Sheriff Mack had to say today about uh, Greg and Catherine and the upcoming pit. Whoops. Swing and a miss. Worse than what it's worse than what worse than what it's worse than what it's worse than what Trump said. Folks, let me tell hell? you right now. I have seen the evidence. I have seen what Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht have tried to do. Because I know you're, you're working with them directly, not, yes. just, not just what's in the film. Directly with them. And they actually were so naive that they took this evidence to the FBI. And they thought the FBI would do the right thing, and they thought that they could trust the FBI. Boy, were they wrong. The FBI turned on them, and now they're going after them. These people... Greg and Catherine have risked their lives to tell the truth because the truth of the matter is, folks, if they're telling the truth, this is the greatest crime committed against the American people in the history of our country. This is a coup against the stewardship that we have as the people to choose our own representatives, to make this a constitutional republic. And this evil subterfuge and election cartels and this goes so deep, and it's everything that you've heard from Trump and everybody else about election fraud is 10 times worse than what you've been told. 10 times. And I can't get into all of it, but I will tell you this. We need the sheriffs to investigate this so badly because the federal government won't do it. And what we know about the feds is that they, uh, the FBI will just follow orders. They are political hacks. They're not an independent investigating agency of this government. They will do what they're told. They're a bunch of Nuremberg officers. Oh, just following orders. That's all they do, and and they are too corrupt. Your sheriff is independent. He doesn't have to ask anybody permission to do this investigation, and every one of them should start it right now, and it's up to you folks. Watch the movie and then take it to your sheriff and have him watch it, and then ask him to conduct an investigation. This is the greatest crime committed and greatest hoax. They are stealing this power from us and our stewardship and our birthright to control our government. Good stuff from Sheriff Lamb, and I look forward to uh, what's whatever the future is on that front. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the future is on that front, um, we're going to do whatever we can to work together as a team to – to keep keep bringing the information to you guys and keep talking about it. Coming to us from Australia today, uh, the rugby league players to boycott a game after being forced to wear LGBT-themed rainbow jerseys. <laughs> okay, guys, so here we go. We got a new sponsor, and the new sponsor wants you to wear these pretty little they're, – they're just so pretty, and there's nothing wrong. Why, why not just wear them, guys? Seven Australia rugby league players from the – uh, Manly Warringah Sea Eagles committed a committed to boycotting a crucial match after their team announced they would wear a rainbow themed LBGT jersey to show support for inclusivity and diversity. Yeah, inclusivity only for those, only for them, not for the 
Only for the not for me. That's how that works. Grassy the start. Yes, indeed. All right, Mansion. We've everyone knows about Mansion, man. Uh, that guy, they must have him by the balls somehow, some way. I have no idea. Mansion and, and Dems reached a deal on reconciliation package. Call it Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> These, these people, man. Joe Manchin on Wednesday announced that he's reached a deal with Chuck Schumer to advance legislation aimed at combating inflation by lowering health care costs and paying down the national debt. Oh, yeah? How are you going to lower, lower uh, health care costs? Let's, let's see here. We must be honest about the economic reality that America now faces. Yeah, you think? At its core, the purpose of the reconciliation is to get our economic and fiscal house in order. Contrary to the foolish talk otherwise, America cannot spend its way out of debt or out of inflation. The bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, Reduction Act of 2022, is scant on details, but don't worry. It'll be 500 pages that they'll drop on you right before you have to go vote on it. He says the bill will cut inflation taxes Americans are paying cut the inflation taxes Americans are paying yeah how, how is a government bill exactly going to cut inflation taxes Americans are paying it's going to lower the cost of health insurance and prescription drugs they keep telling us that as, as the costs continue to go up since 2007 now we want let's not talk about that and ensure our country invests in energy security and climate change solutions, we need to remain a global superpower through innovation rather than elimination. Yeah, we got to have that energy security and climate change solution problems in there. Got to have that in there. It would dedicate hundreds of billions of dollars. See, this is, we, we can't spend our way out of problems, but what we're going to do is, is we're going to dedicate hundreds of billions of dollars, sorry, to, of billions of dollars to deficit reduction by adopting a tax policy that protects small businesses and working class Americans while ensuring the largest corporations, ultra wealthy, pay their fair share. Oh, we have to have the fair share back in there again. Yes. Here's a great idea. Let's tax the big corporations. Great idea. That'll solve all kinds of problems, like, you know, causing the uh, food lines for sure. We'll, we'll go ahead and make sure that we uh, stop any kind of corporate investment, any kind of expansion in uh, their workforce, and any kind of stuff like that. We'll go ahead and make them have to pay more taxes so they can have less investment in their companies, which ends up resulting in less workers. Ha have we not figured this out yet in the country? No, we just keep doing the same shit over and over again. The measure, the measure is also expected to include provisions that aim to lower prescription drug costs. Yeah, they've been saying that for how many freaking years now? We're going to pass legislation to lower prescription drug costs. Here's an idea. How about you stop uh, imposing taxes on drugs that are made in Canada just so that we can have pay we can have this uh this scheme where we pay you know pharma companies in canada more for drugs that would be cost if they were made here in america let's let's just do that that's a, that's a great idea <laughs> impose minimum taxes on corporations and raise money to lower the federal deficit minimum taxes on corporations you know what that is that's called the carbon tax that's how that works. Any corporation that doesn't, uh, that pay, that uses too much carbon, well, we got a minimum tax for you now. That'll help the economy. These people are so fucking clueless, dude. 
The Inflation Reduction Act will make the bad economy worse by deepening recession with massive tax hikes that won't collect expected tax revenue because when you raise tax when you raise the taxes, tax revenue does not go up, you idiots. President Trump proved it. So did so did the policies of uh, the Reagan administration. Raising inflation from Fed pol- Fed monetizi- monetizing debt spending. Raising inflation from the Fed monetizing debt spending indeed. We're, we can't spend our way out of this. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to spend a shit ton of more of our money. How are you going to, how are you going to pay for that? I got no fucking idea. We'll just debt spend it. Destroying reliable energy resources. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't, we can't have investment on in anything that makes sense in this country. No, we don't do that stuff. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> I, is it typical for a Washington politician to say, you can't spend ourselves out of this, but what we're going to do is, is we're going to invest hundreds of billion dollars in spending our way out of this. <laughs> Same shit, different day from fucking DC, man. That's why I can't, I, I just, I can't even spend more than, uh, you know, a couple of segments here and there on the crap that's going on in DC. And I just, I'll just talk about what's going on in the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. There's lots of sex shaming of gay men around monkeypox. Here's an idea. Don't randomly fuck dudes over and over again in the ass without protection and don't and without being clean. Maybe then you wouldn't spread monkeypox. Amazing concept. No, we don't talk about that kind of stuff either. That makes too much common sense for this world. Oh, man. Same shit, different day in this world. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. What else is going on out there today? Hey, Pterodactyl. Freaking traitors, huh? I hear you. Chuck got Joe Manson. More money, more money, more money. Yeah. Uh, Just Mojo says a federal judge in Cincinnati Wednesday blocked the Biden administration from foreseeable future from enforcing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate globally on any service members in the Air Force and other agencies. I did see that earlier as well. Thank you for that, Just Mojo. All right. What else do I got here today? Um, Gingrich's long article. I'm not really feeling. Not really feeling right now. Margo Cleveland. I'll have Olivia hate it. Okay, a couple of good articles here. Tell you what, let me give, give me a second to rest my throat. What to expect from Washington's latest industrial policy? Uh, this isn't a very long read, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play their version of it. it's five minutes. But when you look at how DC's policies continually over and over and over again. <laughs> just to have their own boomerang effect on the economy and they just keep doing the same shit over and over again, man. What to expect from Washington's latest industrial policy. Taxpayer money will become corporate handouts. Industrial policy is making a comeback. For those of you under the age of 50, this is just another term for corporate welfare, a lovely name for the unlovely practice of a government granting subsidies, protective tariffs, and other privileges to politically influential industries or companies. It's often done in the name of some lofty goals such as strengthening national security or ensuring that America is a leader in the industries of the future. But the outcome is always the same, wasteful, unfair, unsuccessful, and unjustified. Oh, and it invariably grows the budget deficit. The latest form of industrial policy is Congress's CHIPS Act of 2022, 
a bill meant to subsidize the semiconductor industry by channeling taxpayer money to build up domestic production capacity and combat feared Chinese computer chip supremacy. This chapter began with the disruption caused by lockdowns to global supply chains. Unsurprisingly, that led to a series of semiconductor shortages aggravated by a surge in demand for automobiles. Automakers wrongly assumed that the original drop in demand would persist, cancelled orders for semiconductors, and then could not keep up with the buying public. Now, Congress is responding to this temporary chip shortage with $52 billion in subsidies and $24 billion in tax credits mostly directed at semiconductor industry beggars. Never mind that chip firms have already expanded production without subsidies. In fact, two years into negotiating this bill, it's obvious that it has little to do with any alleged structural deficiencies in the semiconductor market. For instance, the initial chip subsidy proposal had a $16 billion price tag. Since then, the industry has announced its own investments totaling over $800 billion, with $80 billion committed for near-term investment in US-based fabrication facilities. Yet somehow, the bill more than tripled in price to target a problem that's already being solved. Read more, with spending and inflation, it's more of the same. What about the argument that China is subsidizing its chip producers and thus threatening our technological leadership? Yes, China subsidizes its chip industry, but this doesn't guarantee their subsidies will work. If US politicians could for a moment stop treating every Chinese action as a threat, they would see that the Chinese semiconductor industry is both quantitatively and qualitatively weak. In fact, many of the companies subsidized would go under without the government's help. That's hardly the sign of a vibrant industry. These subsidies are more like life support than super vitamins. China not only imports somewhere around 84% of its chips, but its civilian sector is dominated by those made in America. Chinese-made chips are used mostly by the military, these chips are absent from nearly all the high-value industry segments. In other words, Beijing's efforts to create a powerful chip industry have failed for two decades. We can safely assume that this failure will continue for decades to come. By contrast, the US chip industry is extremely profitable. These firms invest massive amounts of money in R&D, 18 times the dollar amount of their Chinese-subsidized competitors. The result, as Stevens Institute of Technology professor George Calhoun writes, is that if the semiconductor industry is deconstructed into its key segments, the picture is clear. There is no significant capacity or capability problem for the US, which is dominant in every segment of the industry except one. Furthermore, as my colleagues Weifang Zhang and Christine McDaniel point out in a recent op-ed, believing that these subsidies will promote our national security by helping companies relocate production to the United States is rooted in faith rather than facts. Noting that, only one in eight interventions change a company's location choice, they write. Any resulting new operations would still face deep-rooted issues hindering American manufacturing. Large-scale environmental assessments will be required, but over the years, the costs and delays have become excessive. Recent trends promoting or requiring unionized workers for federal contracts, combined with the current labor shortage, will hinder chipmakers' ability to find talent and could exacerbate the cost of domestic production. In other words, if you believe that moving most of our chip production onshore is important for national security reasons, you should labor for regulatory reforms rather than subsidies. It's easy for politicians to talk about industrial policy in terms of sweeping national goals. But in the real world, what these policies do is add to our deficit, fuel more inflation, waste resources, breed unfairness and hinder growth. Veronique de Ruggie is the George Gibbs Chair in Political Economy and a Senior Research Fellow at the Mercatus Center at George Mason University. To find out more about Veronique de Ruggie and read features by other creators since...
Veronica Deruggi with a very important discussion. And again, the same kind of theme about what I'm talking about here today. Every time DC passes a new law that spends billions of dollars and solves no freaking problems, same shit over and over again. You know what I'm saying? So here we are again. I I just can't wait to get back to a time where we actually solve problems. You know, we don't just, we don't just send money, taxpayer money to, to our friends. (laughs) Isn't that going to be great? I can't wait for that. AG Bar had thoughts today. Let's get to this. Let's keep it moving here today, guys. Thanks very much. Hey, uh, shout out to Pete Thaggy. Thank you for the coffee. I missed that earlier today. Uh, thank you very much for the coffee. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Former AG Bar to Merrick Garland. Appoint a special counsel already. <sighs> uh, you know, what's amazing about that is if, um, you know, if, if you didn't resign, there's a chance where you could could have had an opportunity to do that, but um, will Merrick Garland show the same prudence as his predecessor and appoint a special counsel to investigate his boss's family? Yeah, right. I'll wait. Recent developments warrant, warrant the appointment of a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden, former Attorney General William Barr says, quote, Intervening events, especially recent reports about the FBI whistleblowers and the possible reach of the investigation, Warrant adding the protections of a special counsel status to assure the key decisions are made independently without political favor. Now, the D.C. doesn't do that, dude. No. Appointing a special counsel in D.C. would be pointless. I have to I have to say it has to be outside of D.C. if it happens. And the better route to go is the Hoover Durham route, to be completely honest. But President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, has been under federal investigation since 2018 for issues related to his foreign business practices, including obtaining investments in uh, board positions from politically compromised figures in the communist China and other trouble spots. Multiple U.S. attorney's offices were tasked with components of the investigation, with the Delaware office being the lead. Hunter Biden's problems became much more public with the news that he had left a laptop full of incriminating information at a computer store in Delaware. That news was suppressed by the Democrat allied intelligence officials falsely claiming it was Russian disinformation. Remember that? The 51 intelligence officials. Uh, former, current and former intelligence officials have said that this is this is nothing to see here. This week, multiple FBI whistleblowers, including those in senior U.S. positions, accused the FBI headquarters of improperly discrediting and falsely claiming that derogatory information about Biden's activities was disinformation, causing the investigative activity and sources to be shut down, according to Chuck Grassley on Monday. We talked about that yesterday. The fact... As well as concern, that fact, as well as concern over the investigation's complexity and scope, convinced the former attorney general of the need of a special counsel by highlighting the apparent breadth of the still pending investigation in Hunter Biden's affairs. Barr comments confirms concerns of three insiders reported by the Federalist on Wednesday that the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office investigating Hunter Biden lacks the wherewithal and resources to adequately probe the dubious financial dealings of the Biden family and their business partners. That's the goal. That's the goal. Same old shit, different day from D.C. Barr's views, Barr's view that a special counsel is now warranted to continue the investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings represents a change from the position he took in December of 2020 when he said whether he agreed with Republicans that the special counsel was needed to handle the Biden investigation. Barr negated the idea. 
Yeah. B- big thanks, Barr. Thanks for contributing to the, this being a nothing burger. Now all of a sudden you want to talk about it? I think it's being handled responsibly and professionally currently within the department. <laughs> Is what he said back then. He said, uh, uh, to the point I have seen no reason to appoint a special counsel, and I have no plan to do so before I leave. Barr's reasoning at the time, according to those close to him, was that Trump administration DOJ had no conflict, either real or apparent, in handling any investigation of Hunter Biden. And because the controlling standard for the appointment of a special counsel requires such a conflict, the appointment at the time would have been problematic. Oh, huh. So you have to have at least the appearance of a conflict. Got it. We, we, why can't we just get the CIA and the FBI to generate one of those? I mean, they do that shit all the time. Barr felt it would be up to the new attorney general to make that determination. And as we know, Garland is nothing more than a bought and paid for puppet of the radical left. So here we are. The whole, the whole reason that they rigged an election, the whole reason that they stole an election is because of this. And if Merrick Garland does appoint a special counsel inside of DC, do you know what that, that special counsel is going to find? Well, one or two whistle, one, one or two fall guys <laughs> that'll, uh, you know, well, they'll tell the whole story about everything, but there'll be one or two fall guys that'll get some criminality. And that's how that'll work. The cover up will be in play. So I don't know. I, until I see something different, in coming out of DC, then it's going to be business as usual until I see anything different happen out of there. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. There's that today as well. All right. How you guys doing? Okay. Out there already today. Still lurking, still hanging, still listening and still chatting with each other. And that's a dipshit could have been on the Supreme court. Right, Brian? I know. <laughs> Instead, we got a different dipshit. <laughs> We can't, we can never find the best and the brightest, you know, all we got to do, we just need uh, someone that looks good and we just, we put them in important roles within our government. And as long as they, I mean, if they have any qualifications and stuff, what, what does that really matter? We don't do that. We just like, um, I need a black woman. Throw me somebody. Got it done. Here you go. Uh, sir. Well, she's the dumbest person on the planet. Perfect. Make her Supreme court justice. <laughs> Welcome to America. I'm a little cynical today. Can you tell? <laughs> Still listening. Father Larry, good to see you out there. Whole ball as well. Hang 10 surfers out there lurking. The abolitionist says, I, I say that, uh, I say that is naive thinking. Tell me one thing they did right. <laughs> Change my mind. Uh, if the people see the evil, instead of thinking they're, they're stupid, there will be more uh, likely to get off their butts and do something. Oh, it's a combination of evil and stupid. Trust me. There's no shortage of, of evil too. It's not, it's not just one or the other. No doubt about that. <laughs> I hear you though. It's not just, uh, not just evil. It has a lot to do with incredibly, um, uh, brainwashed, useful idiots. You know what I'm saying? We've been brainwashing our kids forever. <laughs> hey, B1 Car. Uh, I've I I don't know if you are you how how long have you been listening, B1 Car? Um, I did a Miramar dig like three years ago, brother. So that's it's good to see that stuff's coming back out again today. I'll give you that. Um, but yeah, we've we've covered Miramar deeply for a long time on the channel. The whole one MDB scandal. 
the truth about uh, the links between the U.S. government and a, another color revolution in Myanmar, and the, and what the, you know the, uh, the biggest part of that story, of course, is the, is how we do things on this planet now, which is genocide. If we don't if we don't like a certain people, we just kill them all. So the genocide that occurred in Myanmar under the eyes of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton's State Department and John Kerry's involvement and all that stuff is. You would, you would think that we would have just Nuremberg trials on, on the genocide that these people caused in Miramar. No, we don't do that either. But it's good to see that uh, the military junta and others are doing what they can to, um, you know, to right the wrongs of their country as well. Gotcha, B1 car. No problem, no problem. Yeah, we've been uh, – I did watch that um, um, Table of Titans had a great, a great discussion on that last night, and I highlighted that on True Social. They did a good job for sure. Bud Wise or – I take it, Glenn, is, uh, are you on vacation, Glenn? <laughs> Good to see you out there, man. Um, let's see, what else is going on out there? Just checking in with you guys, seeing if you, everything's all right. Got a couple other articles up. Um, really, that's, I mean, you know, it's kind of a quiet day today, really. What else do I have? I, I'm glad I got that, um, the chip thing, because we were all like, yes, we need to do something with this chip thing. But, of course, anything that comes out of D.C., just a disaster. Uh, we got the discussion out there uh, with regards to the special counsel. Garland's, <laughs> I don't know, unless unless Gar- Garland is a complete plant, which I'll wait for any evidence of that. Um, the only thing I see is them... Uh, prosecuting social justice and 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 cops and the rest got that covered got that so i pretty much got everything now the only last one i have is um a a another lawsuit today from 22 states um suing the biden administration today that's the last one really i got up for the articles today i got fccd up there i got uh, uh doj up there uh, but that's pretty much it for the day. Not, it was pretty quiet day today, and I was had a lot of run around going on today. With, uh, my wife's off today, so you know uh, the show was at uh, breakfast, and then back and trying to prep as much as I could today. So it's a Super Bowl ad with three frogs. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Attitude said, we're just asking for 15 days to stop spreading your cheeks <laughs> for the monkey pox. <laughs> 15 days to slow the spread. Stop fucking everything that walks. Can we get can we get homos to stop fucking everything that walks for 15 days? Is that possible? We can stop the spread together, guys. <laughs> uh mansion got mansion covered earlier as well. Yep. Zimbabwe will need uh, Russia if they are to survive. Interesting. Hmm. It, it is interesting to see. I wonder if there is a change in, in Russia. I hope there is. I hope there is. I hope there is a humanitarian angle of Russia and not just a, a selfish, power-hungry one that, that I see. I hope I'm, I hope there's more to that than that. That'd be, wouldn't that be nice if, uh, if Russia is, is trying to take the lead in actual human rights? Wouldn't that be an amazing concept? I'll wait for it, but... I haven't seen those signs yet. Tavistock Institute closed. Really? Oh, this is from Simon Parks. <laughs> Tavistock Institute closed. The MK Ultra National Health Service to close Tavistock Child Gender Child Gender Identity Clinic out of BBC News. Uh, Denise, you out there? Can you find any sourcing on your side of the pond about the Tavistock Institute being closed? 
the the child gender identity clinic being reported by the BBC. <laughs> to Flora Laura, I like getting the smiles out there. I try to just throw a little little sideballs in there for you. <laughs> you got the Wisconsin ruling for me, please. Thank you for that. I'll check that out for sure. Where's Denise? Denise is probably over there on Rumble, huh? Check out Mike Pompeo today. Interesting shit happening with Putin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a problem with Mike Pompeo and these establishment types. Seem like they're uniting together again. They're they're just globalists in another form. It seems like to me, man. I, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong about them. We'll see. I've been covering them a little bit less. Pompeo, the one six committee is a monkey court. Here it is. To support this chip spill. Uh, two minutes from Kansas. I hope, I don't know, man. It just seems like these, they're, they, they're used to the establishment establishment way of doing things. Mike Pence has been his whole career like that. And now you're seeing the same thing was happening on that front. Uh, you're seeing other establishmentarians do the same thing over and over again. I don't know, man. Still saying, wait, hold on a second. So it is conceivable that because of this deal that they might get nothing. I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, it's outrageous for them to have done this. They made a commitment. The Democrats made a commitment. Joe Manchin, Chuck Schumer made a commitment that said, let's do something good for America. Let's do something good on a bipartisan basis. He's urging the the passage of this. We we just read an article about why this bill is garbage. For America. And now they're going to go spend us and tax. They're going to create a corporate minimum tax. They're going to spend hundreds of billions of dollars in wasted resources. They will drive the economy even further into recession than it already is. Uh, it's pretty outrageous that they made a commitment. Now they're going to walk away from maybe, maybe, Dana, this is just politics as usual, but this will hurt American national security, and I so regret that. The CHIPS yeah. Act ought to pass. It ought to pass standalone. They ought to drop this silly legislation that's going to drive the economy even further down the uh, recession well, path that we're already on. Definitely some drama on that. Last question here. Can you confirm that you've been talking with the January 6th committee? We, we've had discussions with them about uh, potentially appearing before them, trying to make sure we understand what it is uh, they're asking for. Uh, I, as I always did when I was in service to America, I, I'm happy to cooperate with things that are fair and transparent and deliver good outcomes for the American people. I'll always do that, Bill. Okay. Do you today? Did you just say the January 6th is fair? The January 6th committee is fair? Did he really just say that? I believe it's fair and transparent. No, it's been uh, it's been a monkey court. It's been a circus. It's been totally oh, okay. unfair. They didn't allow the Republicans to participate. There's been no uh, counter arguments presented. Uh, they've snipped clip clips, uh, snip clips from people who have testified before. Uh, that's not the way someone runs an investigation if they're looking for good outcomes. I served on the Benghazi committee bill. We had Democrats sitting right next to us asking hard questions to try and put the story in the way they wanted. That hasn't happened here. It's deeply unfair. It's a political process, and that's most unfortunate. Understood. So today you're a no. <laughs> you mean on, on testifying? We're, we're, yes. trying, we're trying to figure our way out. I want to make sure the American people get the full story of the things that happened in the Trump administration. I'm proud of the work that we did. All right. Well, I'm glad he called it the monkey court. At first I was like, he, did he just say I'll participate in this? But he was saying that it's not fair and transparent. So uh, some some little sly uh, spy craft there <laughs> by Kansas today. Uh, interesting. But he, I thought he just said that he's, I don't know. 
we'll see. We'll see what happens from it. Uh, let's see here. The normals are disturbing. My house won't run. Huh? <laughs> what's the what's today's notables on the on the chains? What do you got here for us? <laughs> God, he's just he's messing with Jim's out there messing with the nines today. Uh, Joe Biden met, met with at least fourteen of Hunter Biden's associates. Got that one going out there. Let's see anything else out here today that's worth talking. Side by side comparison of Joe Biden's two videos posted on the same day that sets the internet on fire. <laughs> Before drugged up, after drugged up, <laughs> not enough drugs, too many drugs. Come on, get it right. Get the get, stop overdosing him so he can he can have a cognitive sentence that'd be great <laughs> the late Epstein's Azoro ranch in Stanley New Mexico is where he reportedly had plans to make a baby making factory that's great that's good to know Naomi Biden to marry at the White House as dad's hunter probe continues oh, great here's a nice distraction for you watch this wedding instead of instead of uh, hunter being <laughs> arrested and hauled off to prison there you go. There's that's how uh, the media will cover that one. <laughs> um, Politius, uh, I don't see it. Wisconsin ruling is it? Which folder is it in? Guys, just out there having a having a discussion, hanging out. Congress voted against the bill that would have helped veterans. Yeah, saw that too. Thank you for that, Sea Dragon. United We Stand's out there lurking and hanging out as well. Good to see you. He's for the chips, but not the extra shit in it. Okay, Joe Patriot. Yeah, you're right. He did say that. Good point. Good point. Indeed, he did. All right. What else is going on? Do I have all everything covered? Here's. Let's go check in at uh, Truth. See what the see if there's anything new happening out there today. Lori Wilson, uh, wow, <laughs> uh, a nice patriot uh, over there on uh, Truth, trying to find her way through. Uh, she had about 25 followers earlier today. Let's see how many Lo- how many Lois has now. <laughs> wow. Over 1,300 followers now. Nice work, Zach. That's pretty cool, man. Patriot Games Podcast. Uh, Dr. Light watched that today. Yeah, he did a great job on that for sure. Um, no doubt about it. Let me uh, go over to Greg's feed here real quick and see if um, he's got anything new out there. You guys out there having a good conversation on truth while watching too. I see you guys out there. Let's see, anything new from him today? John Solomon is spot on here, folks. Check this out. What do you got for here for us, Greg? Representative Austin Scott sounds the alarm on China buying U.S. farmland. Okay, so we got we did kind of cover that yesterday, but I kind of jumped over it. I mean, we've been talking about China land buys and, and them rerouting uh, our water from California to Mexico and to <laughs> their land in Arizona for years now. You know what I'm saying? I keep saying the same. It's like talking to a brick wall sometimes. Just keep saying the same shit over and over again. Patriot Games Episode 2, The Intelligence Community with Dr. Sebastian Gorka out today, about an hour ago, from um, from Mr. Phillips. It is 41 minutes. So I'll be watching that tonight. I'll get the link out there to you guys. 
I tagged you on it. Only article actually tagged you. I didn't see uh, the articles didn't look like it had anything to do with Wisconsin ruling. The one that I, I saw tagged in. Here's um the second Patriot Games podcast. Check this out later on tonight. Um, I'm missing somebody. Didn't I get a? There we go. All right, got that out there. I'll check that out tonight for sure. Vote for Eli Crane, John Solomon. Then he says this, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard for one another as more important than yourselves. Philippians 2.3. I wish I could do better than on that. I wish I could. Greg, Greg, I wish I could. Amen to that. What's Carly got out there today? What's this? Oh, they're steaming the flag. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, if that's a discussion about the gold French thing, but again, the gold French thing is not wartime; it is um, ceremonial. Amazon posting a two billion dollar loss for quarter two, and Apple profits fall eight percent. Woohoo! Two billion dollar loss for Amazon as more people stop buying on Amazon and start going to the local stores. That's great news, indeed. Peter Navarro on uh, with. Uh, or something today tell explain that we got two minutes to tell us about well, the mike allen right. I, I want to put it up later when we get the public yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. watch it tell us about the new book no and tell us about yeah. the uh, your picks all right so so it's it's now up online at axios for everybody to see so we'll get that link to you steve um but but the backstory here is is i took a a hard shot at this stink tank afpi exposed all these 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 never Trumpers who are masquerading as Trumpers and they're measuring the drape like in the next administration. So rather than wait for the Taking Back Trump's America book to come out in September, I thought, well, why not? Let's leak my dream cabinet. And so we got some nice war room folks there. Brian Kennedy there, maybe ambassador to China. We got Cash Patel as the new uh, DNI. We got some of the uh, old guard, like Ken Cuccinelli at DHS, who I love. Mark Morgan at Customs and Border Protection. Um, and look, the, the whole thing about taking back Trump's America, it's first of all, it's designed to win back the House and the White House, but it's also, Steve, and you know this as well as I do because yeah. you were there, to make sure we don't make the same damn mistakes with bad personnel like Mnuchin <laughs> and Kudlow and, and uh, don't, don't name that guy. Rex Tillerson and Madison. How do people, okay, how do people get, how do people get to your getter account and your social media and to the website? We've got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Real P. Navarro, get her. The best thing, go to PeterNavarro.com. PeterNavarro.com, it's a gateway to my social media, to Taking Back Trump's America, and to everything uh, update about uh, about my joust and tilt uh, with the uh, Department Dr. of Dr. Navarro, we'll, we'll, we'll put the Axios story up. Thank you very much. Thank you. Dr. Seb Gorka. <laughs> Peter Navarro, man, what a great patriot. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, I said, no, I just found it. <laughs> Pelidius. Um, skipped right over it. What is this? Let me see what you got here, man. I'm going to, I'm going to find another source for this though. What is this here? Uh, from the AP. 
Thursday, the 28th at 11, 12, the Wisconsin judge Thursday said that a Republican ordered taxpayer funded investigation in the 2020 election fraud found absolutely no evidence of election fraud, but did reveal contempt for the state's open records law by assembly uh, speaker, Robin Voss and former Supreme Court justice. They hired Dane County circuit judge, Valerie Bailey Wren awarded about $98,000 in attorney's fees to a liberal watchdog group, American oversight bringing an end to a circuit court, one of the four lawsuits the group filed. Voss's attorney, Ron Staller, said he was recommending that Voss appeal the ruling. This judge in uh, Dane County is a, a leftist scumbag, so this will be appealed. I think the people of the state of Wisconsin have been punished enough by this case. <laughs> you guys brought a case to stop Gableman's investigation. The whole purpose of this case is to stop Gableman's investigation and slow it down. And now you're saying, I think the people of Wisconsin, uh, the judge says, I don't think that it had, it does anyone any good to have punitive damages placed on innocent people of the state. All the American oversight's lawsuits stem from the records request it made to Voss and Michael Gableman to stop the investigation Voss ordered the investigation, so forth, so on. Even Gableman's attorney said, decertification is pointless. It's so pointless. Yeah. Biden's victory by, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. Um, this has been a long and torturous process to get here, she said. State law requires lawmakers like Voss to retain records after an open records request for them uh, has been filed. They can and do delete records if there is no pending open records request. But in this case... It appears that he had, there was an open records request. Gave him and testified in another case that he routinely deleted records <laughs> that were not part of the investigation. So, yeah. So the, the really side of this is, is this is, again, the attempts to, to, to slow down and to stop the investigation. That's really what that's all about. But, um, I mean, these lower court rulings here in Wisconsin are all just like everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's a freaking mess. And until they get appealed and go through the due, due process, it's who knows, right? Uh, what was I looking for? Um, 30. 30 got anything out there today? I forgot Denise. Where, uh, where was Denise's link? <laughs> <laughs> Pinky's up. <laughs> uh, let's see what's going on. Dirty tonight. Grooming in my case. Uh, let's see here. Survivor of sex trafficking on John Jelinek's uh, thought leaders tonight. James Coomer says if Republicans take back the house, they're going to ask Hunter and James Biden to testify. If they refuse, they will subpoena them. This will probably be the first subpoena issued by the Republican majority. Uh, this is a discussion with, whoops, John Solomon today that we talked about, we, we saw earlier. James Comer is a great state of Kentucky, and he has some breaking news for us to share with tonight. Uh, Congressman, great to have you on the show today. Great to be back. I remember when the Hunter Biden scandal first started to burble up. I was doing a lot of reporting then at the Hill, and there were these indications that there were suspicious bank uh, reports that were flagging some of his transactions but the Republicans never got around to subpoenaing the president's son. 
or getting a hold of those SARS reports and getting them in the hands of the American public. I want to ask you, as we start off the conversation tonight, if Republicans take back the House and you become chairman of that committee, will you subpoena Hunter Biden and James Biden to testify? And will you obtain those bank records for the American public to see? Yes, we're going to ask them to testify. When they say no, then we'll subpoena them. So uh, that'll be probably the first subpoena issued by a Republican. Well, that's good to hear. Um, so we got we got six months to get to uh, to any kind of uh, solutions here. That's good to know. All right, man. I'm glad you guys hung out today. Thank you guys very much. I see the link now from Denise the, about the Tavistock Institute uh, from The Guardian. What happens next? The NHS such, shuts down the London Clinic for young people. Now regional hubs are planned. Oh, that's good to know. Now Tavistock can uh, have more and more abilities to screw up the lives of children all around the world. So... At the very least, good news that it's closed, but on the other end of it, uh, this this push to with genders and children is just so freaking evil, man. It's so crazy, and it's you would think that we would find more. I don't know what what else we can do. I guess I don't know, man. These these people are sick. That's for sure. That's for sure. No doubt about that. All right, guys. Uh, the two hours flying by today. I appreciate you guys hanging out today. Sorry for somewhat of a disjointed show. Um, <laughs> yes, I asked for info and then stopped looking at Rumble. No, it's everything moves so fast, man. I just keep, um, yeah, just try to keep it moving. You know what I mean? Thank you very much, Denise. I appreciate that. Table of Titans tonight. Gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff. Yeah, they're good. They had a good stuff on there last night with regards to uh, the one MDB scandal and all that stuff over in Southeast Asia and Malaysia. That's a huge scandal. That it's, it's amazing that no one's paying attention to. Man, it's no doubt about it. But thanks, guys, for hanging out today. Um, thanks for all the support, love, and prayers. I appreciate you guys very much. Just checking in to see if there's anything else breaking out there. Not really. Pretty quiet for the evening. Uh, General Flynn is uh, Trump blasted blast the DOJ probe. This is all about a rigged and stolen election. Yes, that it is. That it is, Mr. President. Um, so here we are, guys. I appreciate you very much. Uh, 1,245 gold pills out there today. Thank you guys very much. Timberjack, Cozy Bear, Glenn, Belouche, Dark Q, Leanne, and Toria. Thank you guys very much for all the gold pills out there today. I appreciate you guys very much. We'll be back here tomorrow. Friday is your chance to call in and hang out with us. If you want, you can just call in and let me know what's on your mind. If I got something wrong, help me get it right. Help me, help me uh, talk about information that I may have missed that you want to talk about to make sure it gets covered. So tomorrow's your guys' day. If you want to hang out, I'll, pre I'll prep a normal show as always, but I'll have the phone lines open tomorrow to hang out with you guys. So I appreciate you guys very much. Everyone over there on Twitch, a great crowd today. Thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate you. Um, and, and all the new follows out there and the support. Thank you, Brian, for the support and the new follows. Much love to you guys out there. Appreciate you guys very much. And everyone over there on Rumble, Denise and everyone out there, thank you guys very much for hanging out with me today. We'll be back here tomorrow, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, for another edition of Uncensored Abe. Don't forget to check out and bookmark the website. I appreciate you guys very much. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. I appreciate you all very much. I appreciate you all very much. Also, I did I mention that I appreciate you all very much. God bless you all. <laughs> Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. 
Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.